Now let's see what Andrew does. Okay, so he just went and told him, I found him, I found him. Then verse 42, then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Okay, there's a, there's a Balo moment right there. I've seen him, I just met him. Now, I'm going to bring you to come meet him yourself. It's, there it is, it's so simple. Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus, looking intently at Simon. So now Simon Peter's standing there before Jesus. Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. So here's the deal. Look at this. Andrew doesn't, just looking at this text, Andrew doesn't just share information about, hey, I just met this Jesus person. Very, you know, I got some information. You know, here I'm going to share information about my interaction with Jesus. He doesn't just share information. He offers an intentional invitation to his brother to also come and meet Jesus. You see it? It's right there in the text. I mean, it's, it's like bam, 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 bam. It happens so quickly. He puts into, here's what Andrew does. He puts into action the very invitation he had just received less than 24 hours before. Less than 24 hours of him interacting with Jesus, he turns around and says, hey, come and meet Jesus. Now, verse 43 the next day, and this is when we come into the second invitation, all right? The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come, follow me. Come, follow me. The second invitation. So the first one is come and see. The second one is come, follow me. This is, this is the second one. This invitation is a, it's a starting point um, for all those who are currently following him. It's, it's igniting this transformation that would change his life. Um, so with Peter, okay, so Peter's brother met Jesus. So Peter's brother goes and tells Peter, and then Peter comes to meet Jesus, and now he's now following Jesus, okay? So we're talking about Peter for a moment. If you jump ahead, okay, because the invitation is come follow me, right? The invitation is come and see. Peter's had this interaction um, this invitation is a starting point. If you go three years ahead in Jesus' ministry to John chapter 21, do you know that what you find, and I don't have it here on the screen, but if you just look at it later, you'll find resurrected Jesus asking Peter three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? They're counteracting the three denials that, that Peter had had um, about Jesus and if he knew him or not. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And then he says to him again, follow me. Follow me. It's like, so here's what is important to know, I think is important to know. As you look at how Jesus interacts with everyone, once one invitation is offered, it doesn't mean that, okay, let's move on to other invitations and those first ones are done. No, that's like a continual motion of come and see Come follow me. And then you're going to see in the next couple of weeks the additional invitations that Jesus offers to us. And so they're just, they're here before us and they're, they're, they're intertwined and they continue. And once, you, you see with Andrew, once he heard one invitation, he already started offering it. Come and see, follow me. When Jesus first met Peter, he said, follow me. His last words to Peter before he ascended to heaven. It was his final invitation. 
was to continue to follow him. So follow, just to make a point here, to follow doesn't mean to simply just walk behind somebody. It doesn't mean just to simply just put your feet where their feet were, you know, how we would do when we were kids, or maybe if you're walking on the beach, you know, and you, you want to you put your feet where someone else is, where I say beach because we don't have snow here. If it was, you know, we were somewhere else, I'd say snow, but we all get the beach part of it. Right? But it doesn't just mean to follow someone footstep after footstep. Follow means to do what they do. Jesus wanted Peter to be transformed. Follow me. Follow me. I, I mentioned that part about Peter because if you look at it, it's a bookend of Jesus' first interaction with him saying, follow me. And his final interaction in the way that we know it, the resurrected Jesus here in, in human form telling him to continue to follow him. It's an ongoing invitation. So this first invitation doesn't expire when Jesus introduces the second and won't expire when he introduces the third. So now let's continue in this text talking uh, about Peter. We're in verse 45 of John chapter 1. Philip went to look for Nathanael. So there's this, you see this repetition of someone meets Jesus and then they go and tell someone else. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Now, then that, there's that thing. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael, can anything good come from Nazareth? And what is Philip's response to him? Come and see for yourself. So it's, it's repeating. He's like, come and see. I was told to come and see. I'm telling you now to come and see. And what happens is, here's these two invitations. Come and see and follow me. And for the next 18 months or so of Jesus's ministry, he invites people to come and see and to follow him. And it's the foundation of this, this movement that's being laid. And it actually continues. It continues up to this very moment in time. So I've, I've said it once already. I'll, I'll say it again. We need to stop overcomplicating sharing Jesus. We do. If that's, if that's a, a holdup for you, because you're going, okay, I'm looking at the text and I'm seeing these people tell other people about they've met Jesus and, and they turn right around and they you know, bring someone. But I, I can't, what does that look like in my context? Or no, no, I can't do that. Or I don't want to offend anybody or whatever that may be. We need to stop overcomplicating the invitation. We really, really do. Now, Inviting someone to experience Jesus in any way, shape, or form is called evangelism. It's that word, evangelism. And I don't know why we get weird about the word evangelism, but we do. Not only about the word, but the act itself. We get weird about it. I want to share with you three quotes. Three quotes that, to me, puts the simplicity and the importance of the invitation into perspective for us. Okay, the first quote comes from Jesus himself. This is what he says in verse 35 of John chapter 6. He says, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So Jesus is offering, he's giving this sustaining life. He's saying, I am it. I am, I am what will sustain you. I am what will, will keep you. I am what will give you life. 
Can't, isn't that, we can invite people into that, right? Can't we invite people into that? This is, this is a reminder to us of the life-giving, saving work that, that, that Jesus does, not us. I mentioned that last week, right? How sometimes we think we got to do the saving. We don't. We just do the inviting. We just do the inviting. Like Simon didn't save anybody, or excuse me, Andrew didn't save Peter. He just invited him. Okay, Philip didn't save Nathaniel. He just invited him. That's, that's what we need to understand. It's just like, here's this, this opportunity for us to invite. So it's, it's simple and it's important. Jesus says, I'm it. I'm the bread of life. You'll never be hungry and you'll never be thirsty if you follow me, if you love me. So that's one quote. Second quote from um, a theologian and evangelist, Graham Haskin, seven years old. He said, Daddy, we want as many people as we can to go to heaven with us, right? We want to make it crowded. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Where is it? Put it back up there. Oh, keep it up there. Well, you can put the quote up there. We already know how handsome he is. We want to make it crowded. Third quote. These are about the simplicity and the importance of the invitation. This is from another evangelist, a pastor and an author. His name is D.T. Niles. He's from Sri Lanka. You may have heard this quote before. Evangelism is simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. That's not complicated. That's not complicated at all. That bread of life, Jesus called himself. And so this is why, and I know for some of you are like, oh, again. But this is why we continue to highlight some upcoming opportunities here at the, at the porch. Opportunities for you to invite. We're not saying that the opportunity in and of itself is the end all be all. But we're saying, no, it's an opportunity for you to invite you to invite someone to experience Jesus, for you to bring others just like Andrew did, just like Philip did. So we have these opportunities to invite. Come to worship on Sunday. Come to worship with me on Sunday morning. Come to my community group with me. Come with me to check out this community group that I want to check out. Come with me. You know, you have dads out there, you've got friends, you've got co-workers, you've got neighbors, and maybe you've had those kind of like kind of conversations about God and maybe kind of about church, and they've got a little girl, and this is an opportunity if you say, hey, would you like to bring your daughter with me and, and, and my daughter, and let's go to the father-daughter dance? It's, it's just an invitation. I mean, just to even just come onto the campus of a church and just be there and be amongst other people and just go, okay, this isn't so scary after all. You heard in the announcement video, Kristen talked about our journey weekend coming up where we lay down the foundations of faith for our fifth through eighth graders. An incredible opportunity for you to offer that invitation for someone to be a part of that. 
we're going to have a child dedication uh, and like porch kids celebration in, in uh, March, Sunday before Easter. It's a wonderful opportunity for invitation. And of course, Easter itself. These, these opportunities, I'm, just, I'm highlighting them for you so you'll realize, oh, I do have, you know, if you're going, I don't know what to talk about or how to invite people or to talk about church or Jesus or anything, here they are, they're just here before you. But they're opportunities to come and see. They're opportunities to follow him. So think of it like this, and I know this gets kind of like weird math, and I know not everyone does it, but I'll offer it anyway. Ten weeks from today until Easter, ten weeks. If you invited someone, you said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do, once a week, I'm going to make an invitation to somebody. And it could, be, it could look different for each person. I, you know, it could be about coming to church. It could be about going to lunch and talking about Jesus. I mean, it, it could be about, a, it looks a lot different for all of us. But here's the deal. Ten weeks, if you were to set a goal, if you're a goal person, this is good for you. I'm going to invite someone, one new person, once a week between now and Easter. You don't know how that invitation plays out. It's not on you to know how it plays out. You just are faithful to the invitation, right? But I look in the size of this room, and if that were the case, it's like almost 3,000 invitations. 3,000 invitations. 3,000 invitations. Let that sink in. Inviting someone to experience Jesus is simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. I know I have told this story that I'm about to tell you many times, but I will tell it again and again and again for Jesus. I was working in a restaurant, waiting tables at the Olive Garden. Okay. And I know you're loving getting these breadsticks, but I hope your ears are open while you're getting them. I was working in a restaurant at the Olive Garden, and here's what happened. Friends, I was hungry. I was starving. I was utterly malnourished in my soul. And do you know what happened in that restaurant, waiting tables, standing over the little bread oven where they come and put the sticks in and they do everything to it. And as a server, you're waiting. You're like, hurry up, get the bread. I got to go out. And you're waiting. I made a friend. And that friend over breadsticks at Olive Garden, that friend said over and over and over again, come and see, come and see. Come and see Jesus. Come and, come and meet. Come and meet Jesus. Over and over again. And it took me a while. It took me a while. But that friend extended that invitation to me. And it was not, it wasn't like deep, like theological conversations. But it was over and over again. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the bread of life. 
I'm telling you, Shannon, the questions you have, Jesus is the answer. I'm telling you, Shannon, that, that heartache you have and that, symptom, that sense of emptiness in your life, I'm telling you, Jesus is the answer to this. If you would just come and see. And so I finally did. <laughs> and when I did, I met Jesus. And I began to follow him. And my life has never been the same. Y'all, it was working shifts in a restaurant and someone extended the invitation. That's how I came to know Jesus. We've got to stop overcomplicating the invitation. We must, we must I want to ask you these questions as you enjoy these delicious breadsticks, okay? Has your life changed because of Jesus? Do you have hope? Do you have satisfaction? Do you have purpose and meaning because of Jesus? If you do, then invite others to experience that. Come and see. Follow me. I should add in, taste and see that the Lord is good. Were you previously starving and empty and your soul was malnourished and then the bread of life has come to fill you up? If so, not if, but when you encounter starving, empty, malnourished souls, don't you wanna tell them where they can find the bread of life? Inviting someone to experience Jesus is simply one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. That invitation, it's about one formerly confused person telling a confused person where to ask their deepest questions. It's about one formerly lonely person telling a lonely person where to find meaning in their relationships. It's about, this invitation is about one healing person telling a hurting person where to find the cure. It's about one person who has feasted, feasted on Christ's forgiveness and his grace telling another person who needs forgiveness and grace where it can be found. As the band comes back out and we spend a little bit of time in worship, I just want to tell you this. Friends, you do not have to have all the answers. All you have to do is invite. Invite people into God's presence. Invite them to a place where the answers to life's hardest questions will always be found. Always. I am a beggar. And I'm telling you where to find bread. You are beggars. And you can tell people where to find bread. Would you pray with me? Lord, you are good. You are good. 
you are good. You satisfy. You satisfy the emptiness. You satisfy all those parts of us where we feel as if we are not enough or we cannot attain what we're trying to. We can't fill that void, that gap, that hole. We can't get past the heartache and the hurt. But you, God, you satisfy. Thank you, Lord, for filling us. Thank you for the invitation extended to us to come and see you, to come and follow you. May we do so. And may we invite others along with us. In the name of Jesus, the bread of life, we pray. Amen.